hooligans, and welcome back to our mini-campaign, The Harvest. When we last left our intrepid heroes, they had been charged with finding and defeating three totem spirits of the Hollow, the wolf, the cat, and the bird, in order to win their totems. Can they defeat these primal forces and secure the talismans before all is lost? Find out next in Episode 7, Totem Recall. As always, if you like what you hear, please like us on social media and rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you. Hello, hooligans, and welcome back. This is Benji, your GM, and we are on for another episode of The Harvest. I'm joined once again by my players, Frank, Morgan, AJ, and Justin, in no particular order, so people's feelings don't get hurt for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) You stole my joke, bastard. (laughs) It's my job. All right, so... uh, when we last left our intrepid adventures, we had you just met with the three witches and their court and have been given the task to take on the avatars in a way of getting another set of the totems or talismans from them. And when you agreed to this, there was a flash of light, there was darkness, and then when you're able to see again, you are back on the road where you first met the Etten, still in the hollow. So that's where we're starting off. What do you folks want to do? I'm really good with animals, so I can help with this a lot, I think. Okay, so what do you have in mind? Um, I just know that eventually when we find the animals, I can talk to them. So you can't help us now, is what you're saying. If we run into, like, oh, No, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not much of a tracker. Um, I would assume that would be Carl that we could talk to about right, tracking. Right, yeah. Yeah, so Carl, um... Yes. So where are we going? I, should we continue as to where we were going before? Or... Because there's, there's a series of questions I have to ask. One, where are we going? Where is the we location? The Hunter's Lodge. No, 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 no. Shh, shh, I want him to work this out himself. Please. please. <laughs> continue, Finn. I want to hear I, this train of thought. I will continue if you let me. Go on. Thank you. So... Well, now you're going lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> that train was so, derailed years ago. <laughs> hey, before the right price, I could put it back. Um, so we could continue on the path we're going. The question is, is what 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 are we looking for again? What is it that we are supposed to find? I know we are supposed to find the um, the items, the trinkets, the uh, what is it, what do they call them? The totems, the, the totems. power, yes. Totems. Where where do do we even begin to look for them? And what, what are they supposed to look like? I assume probably something to do with the three animals that they told us about, which I believe were a cat, a wolf, and a bird. Is that cat still following me? I, I don't no, think it was I a do, real cat. Uh, Have you seen well, the creatures of this forest? That's uh that's fair. Uh Locke. Kind of to weigh in on uh, no, our no, ramblings. Lock, don't help him, please. I love this. Well, Locke. why don't you help me, <laughs> Carl? By by Too outreaching, by outreaching a hand of assistance to Finn, we help the entire group. Shut Carl. up, Lock. <laughs> what a paladin! I'm I love a, it. I'm not entirely sure to... you call me stupid just now, but I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> I would assume that Carl's always calling you stupid. Fair. But I always am. I we must find these three and we must complete their challenges, as it were. Be they 
mental or physical, we have to find out what we have to do from here on out. Carl, as Little Pocket suggested, maybe you can see if there are any markings, any sort of tracks, anything that could potentially help us out in this instance. I guess. <laughs> I will. I will. Yes. Sorry, that was a bad joke. Let's do this here. So can I roll for uh, investigation? Yeah. Carl, you could go ahead and uh, probably use survival would be your best choice for this if you were tracking. Okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, does does 18 work? 18 with an 18. So you're looking around, um, start to go off the path itself. You're looking for spores, something like that. Uh, as you're looking around and trying, you know, off the uh, beaten path, you happen to look up and you're seeing a, what looks like a very large raven, not a crow, but a raven flying over you in circles. Uh, anyone knows that big bird just kind of making gigantic pocket. circles? N- no, no. Up, look up, Finn. Mm-hmm. Yes, the sky. Correct. Oh, oh you mean <laughs> the thing it's inside the, the sky? It's a raven, but it's a rather large one. This huge bird. raven, Finn. It's right up there. Just I can see it now. Thank you. I know eventually... I will get to where I need to be. Well, uh, so that's the city boy. <laughs> that is an oddly sized bird. Bucket. You uh you're good with animals. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not very tall, you remember that, right? Like I can't I can throw actually you. get up to that. You're not going to throw me. You I have just, a question. Just, just close your eyes and it'll be over before you know. We'll have to. An idea. What if we put pocket on pidge? Can we do that? I don't think Pocket is that small. (laughs) Pocket's not that small and Pidge isn't that big, unfortunately. Damn. Unless anyone can cast Enlarge on the bird, I can't do that. Or Or in small on you. Or in small on you. I mean, maybe could Pidge just take him with her talons by the shoulder? I weigh like 45 pounds. I think you're overestimating or underestimating how big Pocket is. Pidge can do anything. (laughs) And Pidge looks over you like twirls her head and looks over at you kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, okay, I know that look. She won't do it. All right, well, that was my idea. You guys have at it. Okay. Is the bird, so is the bird just circling or does it look like it's going somewhere? It's circling. No, it's, yeah, from what you can tell, Carl, it's circling. How far out is it circling? Like It's probably about 30 feet up. Okay, it's not that far. Like distance wise, like Uh, away from us. Not very far at all. It's making pretty tight circles around you. Right. I just loudly go. Oh, hold on. Hold on, Pocket. You might be offending that bird. You don't. Do you speak bird? No, no, no. I speak small animal. Yes, I do. Let's You see, you see the, the, the raven. You can just barely see from this distance. The raven's kind of almost like looks down and then starts to descend. Oh, hell. Well, that works. Now, what exactly did you? What exactly did you say, Pocket? Uh, come for us. Uh, <laughs> speak, friend, and enter. Your mother smells like <laughs> did you, did you Come just at invi- me, bro. Did you just invite that raven to enter you? Oh. <laughs> um, okay. I, well, there's more speak, friend, warning. and land than than enter. 
I'm going to. Right. I'm well, I don't know if he this. knows that sort of difference. I'm going to grab Carl, and her and I are going to just slowly back away from Pocket. That's a good idea. <laughs> so the bird starts to, because it gets probably within about six, seven feet, rapidly changes into a form of this humanoid crow hybrid. And it looks like a raven, has uh, beautiful feathered wings, but you can see there's claws, like almost like under right in the, the wings are limbs with claws on it, clawed talon feet, still has the head of a raven, it almost looks like it kind of has a humanoid body. And you just see it light into the ground right in front of Pocket, and it tilts its head looking at you. I tilt my head uh, opposite way, like the same. Um, but in, enraptured with the beauty of this creature. And you, you know, kind of looks at you and just tilts the head again. Was that a challenge, little one? N- no, n- no challenge. I'm, I, I just needed to speak with you. You hmm. have a beautiful, beautiful feathers. Holy shit. <laughs> and it, it kind of like, you know, preens a little bit and. You know, it pecks at one of the feathers, cleaning it up, and then looks like, I thank you. And your feathers on your head are also glorious. Thank you. I do what I can. (laughs) Um, Would y'all like us to give you a minute alone? I, I, no. Flustered and I shake it (laughs) off. Why have you called me, if not for the challenge? Uh, Does this challenge have anything to do with... We were tasked with retrieving the totems from the three sisters. Does this challenge have anything to do with the totem? And you see it takes its taloned hand and moves and pulls aside some feathers on its chest. And you finally see there is a leather... Uh, looks like a, 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 a leather uh, strap, and the end of it has a small totem. It looks like a, a carving of a bird. Uh, well, then, um, I suppose it was a challenge, a friendly challenge, of course. I don't want. I, I was. It was not meant to be an insult. I just want that to be very clear. No insult is taken, little one. This is the way things are in the hollow. Mm. This is the way. If you were to best me, then you will have the totem, and I will come back to the hollow in the next full moon. Well, um, is it just, is it mono a birdo, or is it, um, is it, is it all four of us versus you? All four of you versus all three of us. Oh, all three of you. Yes. I look around. They're already here. Oh, I look around and see if I can notice them. All right. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Perception. Oh, yeah. We got a plus five to that. Ooh, 21. 21. You're able to see there is a very large uh, black um, hunting cat, almost like a, a forest panther. Uh, that is just sitting probably about 15 yards out from you on, in the tree line. I'm fucking giddy. There's animals all around me. 
<laughs> and they're not ones that I know. Right. Once again, uh, bigger than what you would expect of a forest cat in this area. The coloring looks wrong too. But once again, the same just shadowy dark black as the raven that is in front of you. Oh, I am very, very interested. I turn to look at the others. What do you say about this challenge? We have to best them. I want to befriend them, but I also know that that's not going to help us in the long run. So when they say best, are we are we? Yeah, what do we uh, fight them? Yeah, what is the uh, the challenge here? The cat, and now all of you see the cat starts coming out of the tree line, and it shifts into a humanoid cat hybrid as well. Stands about six feet tall, and just yellow eyes, claws that look probably could eviscerate anybody if given the chance. And it's just slowly padding towards you. And it says, it is combat, life and death. All things follow a cycle, even in the hollow. So you're telling me that I have to kill these potential new friends. This is devastating. And then the cat looks, just kind of shakes its head and you don't understand. You of all people should know of balance. I know I balance. I just don't like taking it. By the next moon, we rejoin our mistress one way or the other. We, this is, is the cat says, we are the hollow. We, and then the raven says, we were always here. And they both say together, we will always be here. We are eternal. I look at the others and give them the option. I'm not going to raise the first attack because um, I'm not going to be the one that gets all of us killed. Well, uh, Pocket, I understand your the issue you are facing right now. But as they've said, they, they'll be back. They're not going to stay dead. And um, this is what we were tasked to do. That's true. I've just... I've become fond of you all as well, and honestly, the the power that I'm feeling off of these makes me think that maybe we might not actually survive this encounter. Well, I'm pretty sure they didn't make this for us to be easy. And the raven cocks its head again, looking at you all. Just then you are not strong enough. And you did not deserve the totems. Okay, now they're just talking shit, Pocket. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> but it, I don't think it's going to work, so uh, never mind. No, no, Pocket. No, yeah, wait, hold on. We should probably look out every, uh, every uh, angle of this situation, just to be thorough. Hey, Pocket, remember when I signed everyone up for a battle to the death by the end of today? I, I remember that. I don't think do anything worse than that. Well, I actually the remember that. Um, I pull out a piece of silver, um, and I believe I still have this spell set. I haven't used it yet. Are you going to start to cast? I want to hand the silver to the bird and then cast heat metal. All right, you hand the silver to the bird and said, oh, shiny. And it puts its hand out and the silver rests into its, you know, 
taloned hand. Nook says, oh, a gift. I thank you. And am I to give you a gift before the battle? Yes. And says, you admired my feathers before. And it uh, reached down this beak and plucks one of the feathers away from its chest and, or his wing, actually, and hands it to you reverently. It's like an elf hair. And I put it and I tuck it into my crown. And then I apologize. And I said, I'm, I'm so sorry for this. And I cast heat metal on the silver piece that's in his hand. All right. Is there any saving throw against that? Um, Let me read. Choose a manufactured metal object, such a metal element. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast the spell. Um, Until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on each of your subsequent turns to cause this damage again. If the creature is holding or wearing the object it takes damage from, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can. If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of your next turn. Okay. So, for this one, so you gotta do that, and uh, go ahead and roll me damage, if you would, please. Uh, 12 fire damage. Alright, 12 fire damage, and it cries out an alarm, and looks at you like, you know, you know, what? How did you do, why, why did you do that even? And uh, it drops the silver immediately and it just kind of stops and looks at you and its eyes narrow. And I say, challenge accepted. <laughs> and you just, you just hear the, uh, the cat start like this coughing noise and you realize it's laughing. Because you see bird, wolf had it right. And that's when, hey, Finn, guess what? what? Yeah, yes, yes, <clears throat> yes, yes. What? No, I don't know. What? You're backstabbed by the wolf. Oh, that's, fuck. Who's been hiding this entire time. That is a bad dog. You feel, you feel this strike right between your shoulder blades, this claw going down. And you take, uh, actually, let's double check just to make sure that's an AC of 20. That hit you? Yeah. If I said no, would you believe me? No, not really. What was that? You know, I thought I'd ask. <laughs> Your body <laughs> pulled to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. <clears throat> uh, take five points of damage. Right. Okay. And you just hear. <laughs> first blood. I'm taking your balls. That's the first thing that's going. Come again, Papa. <laughs> All right, everybody, initiative. My Roll God, initiative. that was good, Finn. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a die. Probably. Yeah, this, pretty, pretty much. This is my first roll with the die that Justin got me. So let's see how, how you uh, how you did. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? Locke got a three. So, no. Justin really doesn't like you. Okay. Uh, you got a 14, yeah. Carl. Okay. No, Pocket. Uh, I got 18. Pocket will be the face of this party. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Carl, Carl, what did you get? Carl got 16. For 16. Okay. And Finn? 14. 
14. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, so let me just real quick roll for these guys. The game is afoot. And okay, so we're going to start off the top of the round with Blue Wolf. Oh, ah, fuck. Bro. And you just see the kind of look, you turn around, you see it looks like this. It looks like a werewolf for all intents and purposes. Uh, just once again, a black as night fur all over it. Red eyes looking at you and you see it just smile with these big teeth. Who's taking whose balls? <laughs> and strikes at you twice. Oh, fuck. Uh, AC, one, one was a miss. One is a, I think, an AC of 19. Yes. Yes, that is a hit. Okay. <laughs> and with that, uh, take four more points of damage as it just rakes across your chest. Lovely, lovely. I'm going to turn your skin into a pelt, and I'm going to use it for underwear. Continue. Come and get some. Continue to kill uh, me. All right. And it is Pocket's turn at 18. All right. Well, immediately we're going to do Shillelagh. Um, and okay. Bonus action, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and the bird and the cat are right in front of me, correct? Like The bird's right in front of you. The cat's off the side, probably closer, just to give you an idea. So you've got, you were up in the front. The bird was right with you. The cat came off from the side, so really it could be you or Carl or the nearest to it. Uh, and the in the back, we have uh, we have Lochinar and Finn. Finn has got the attention of the wolf, needless to say. So probably your closest to the raven, the next closest you would be is the cat. All right. Uh, how close are they to each other? About 10 feet. All right. Uh, what are you thinking of doing? Since we're doing this all theater in the mind, it's kind of hard to visualize, I'm sure. Oh, but, I'm, uh, I'm considering moving 10 feet back and casting um, Entangle on right in between the two of them. Okay. It's a 20-foot square. No, leave him. He's mine. No, no, uh, no, no, I think the, the, the bird cat and the, the cat. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's poetic justice that uh, you were playing with the dog, the wolf. <laughs> I'm throwing this dog. I'm gonna throw it real hard at a tree. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cast entangle um, right in between the two of them, like a little further back, so that it grabs them but doesn't grab anybody else. All right, saving throws, please. <laughs> Uh, you have to do a strength save strength. Um, beat 13. 13, right? Okay. The the raven uh, is able to flap easily away from it, and the cat jumps over it right next to you. Well, it was worth a shot. Well, <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, they both are they're very nimble creatures and they're able to do, they're able to go ahead and uh, not only nimble, but they're extremely strong and they are able to rip free free from it. No worries. It was worth a shot. Yeah, uh, that's up. Let's see. That was on 18. Next up, we have Carl at 16. So a few questions. Who's the closest to me again? Still, it would be the cat that is the closest to you. Um, I need help with casting something that I haven't cast yet. Okay. I need help with ensnaring, ensnaring strike. I think ensnaring that's an, if I cast strike. it now, I have to use it my next turn. 
Uh, the next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack before the spell ends, a writhing mass of thorny vines appears at the point of impact, and the target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained. So it's very similar to what they kind of the entanglement that was exactly. Uh, I will say that is a bonus action, so I will allow you to cast it and then attack. Oh, okay. So gracious the DM is. Um, I am a kind of benevolent dictator. Truly. Uh, yeah. So, uh, ensnaring strike first, and then uh-uh, go to right. stab, stab. So you call upon your your innate powers to go ahead and and uh, magic this arrow, and go ahead and roll for an attack. Sixteen. Sixteen is a hit. Woo! Woo! Awesome! Amazing! All right, so uh, go ahead and do damage, please. Perfection. That is one. I think that's one d eight plus four. Yes, if I remember correctly. Third. One d eight plus four. Hey, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve. 12. All right, you're able to strike true, and as this happens. I'm going to make it a strength check on this. And it would be a 13. Unfortunately, so it's, it hits and pierces, and you start seeing these thorny vines start sprouting from the arrow itself, and, are, and they're ensnaring around the cat, and it's trying to strike out, and it, it for a moment, it looks like it's caught, and then you just see this, this beautiful creature flex and rip the vines off of it. Dang so it. unfortunately, I was able to pass the strength check. We're fucked. Uh, yep. Well, you know, it's not. You know, it's it's. Uh, didn't say the avatar killing the avatars would be easy. So uh, let's see. That was at sixteen for Carl. If I'm correct. Uh, next, we have Finn. Do me a favor. What, tell me what your dexterity is, please. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, you definitely are going first then. All right, so uh, you have, seems to be at the moment, the undivided attention of the wolf. How close is he to me? He's within five feet. Okay, that's perfect for a firebolt to the face. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Okay, firebolt. All right, so for that... Range spell attack against the target. Uh, On a hit, the target takes 1d10 fire damage. So I just need to roll to see if I hit. Yep. 18. 18 hits. Cool. And then 1d10. 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 Taking this dog's balls. Another day, another destiny. One <laughs> day Seven. More. Seven points. Okay, so it, yeah, the bolt hits, it flares up. You see some of the fur gets singed and it lets out a yelp. Doesn't look really happy about that. Good. Uh, all right. So next up would be the Raven. Now the Raven is going to strike at pocket or attempt to two attacks. Uh, AC AC twelve and AC fifteen. Do either of those hit? Neither of them hit. I'm a sixteen. Ah, all right then. So, but yeah, you just, you all, you can feel the air swishing in front of you as you duck out of the way of both of these clawed attacks. Uh, then we go to, uh, up next is 
Well, we'll just get everyone else out of the way except for Locke. Sorry, Locke. Uh, the cat goes next. Cat is going to now enraged by this uh, this arrow that struck it is going to pounce and try to take a chunk out of Carl. Two attacks once again. Uh, AC eight a AC lots. So one attack hits, and let's see, was that the? Yeah, it was a claw attack. Okay, six points of damage. Dang. So it's it strikes and just cut it just takes a chunk out of your shoulder. Uh, you're you know there's a you kind of wince the pains going through you, but you're able to go you know you're not able to lose your bow or anything like that. So you still get your weapon. Uh, then we go at last to Locke. Hey Locke, it's your turn now. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. I'm kind of just standing there in the center. No one's gone after me. All my friends are getting beat up by animals. Welcome to the hollow. How far away is everything from me? Exactly. All right. I would say that the, uh, the Raven is within about 15 feet of you. Okay. The wolf and the cat are both in about 10 feet. So it hasn't spread out too much yet. Okay. So what I'm going to do is from where I am, I'm going to use my bonus action to to channel divinity and do champion challenge. Okay. As a bonus action, each creature of your choice within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw of DC 13, or it can't willingly move more than 30 feet away from you. So, meaning me. All right. So, let me roll this. So you give out this. What? How does the challenge sound? Um, I lift my hammer into the sky and I shout, "Face me, beasts!" And I'll slam my hammer against my shield to make a clanging noise. So this clang, when it hits, it's unusually loud. It's almost like this loud. It echoes. You almost hear it throughout the forest. You see some birds coming up from the trees and stuff like that. And all three of them turn and look at you. And I am not lying. I rolled a two, a three, and a four. Oh, shit. I'm about to die. All right. Well, yes, you are. Well, they, you have their attention. They all turn to look at you and just glare and start advancing. You know, so they're m- making a move to advance on you. Uh, okay. So that- question, Benji. If they're yes, moving sir. towards Locke, are they leaving? Are they leaving all of our uh, combat sections? Oh, you take all my fun away, Justin. Yes, that's what I was going to say. So each of you, that's for Carl, for uh, Pocket, and for Finn, you get one attack of opportunity on them as they're leaving the combat area with you. So let's go ahead and start off Pocket. So the Raven, you want to go ahead and uh, take an attack? Oh, yeah. I'm going to smack it with a shillelagh. Hey, smack it with a shillelagh, sir. I'm going to hit it hard as I can. We're going to roll to see if it hits. Uh, I'm going to say probably not, but 14. That is a hit. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I'll roll damage. Uh, eight damage. All right, it takes it. It it, it, it seems it, it strikes, but it's almost like it's not. It, 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 it took like a moment to stop and look at you, but then it feels compelled to still go after Locke. It's still standing. Doesn't look happy about what you just did, but it's still it, all intents and purposes. It's looking at block for the challenge. Uh, next up, let's go to Carl. So Carl, the uh, cat 
starts to turn and make its way towards Locke as well. Do you want to take an attack of opportunity? Yes, I do. I'm going to use my long, bu- uh, my long sword, rather. Okay. All right. So, so I allow you to drop the long bow and pick up and pull out your sword as a bonus action on that one, and you can go ahead and attack. Thank you. Does an eighteen? Oh, sorry, a thirteen hit. A thirteen just hits. Yes. <laughs> All right, and then for damage, <laughs> uh, four. Four damage. Okay. All right. And then lastly, Finn, the wolf who is really intent on you, especially after some of the things you've been talking smack about with it. With his genitals, yes. Yes. Uh has turned when when Locke cried out this challenge, all of them felt compelled to go after him. So it's turning away, it's turning its back towards you. Bold move, Wolf. Um Well, it's not like it had a choice. It rolled very true. poorly. Uh, however, at this time, I want to point out something to you specifically. Okay. It turned us back to you. It is now turned around and is going to attack your companion, and it has its back towards you. So if you roll this time, you're going to be able to do sneak attack damage to it if you hit. So that'll be an extra 2d6. Damn. Okay. Okay, Benji. Benji, okay. Um, then I would like to use Booming Blade. Okay, so you're going to strike with your uh, rapier? Yep. Okay. So roll to hit. Rolling. That is a 13. You just hit. So then that, the damage for the rapier... Yeah, so do the damage this 1d8 plus 4, and then also roll two six-siders. Okay. So here comes the d8. Okay. So that's a 3, 7 plus 4. So that's a 7 total. And then two d6s? Yes, sir. First one's 7 again. All right. So you just connect. You know, you think you just went ahead and skewered its spleen. Uh, as it turns and it's just low, uh, low down, lower back, you just slide this rapier in and it lets out, it just arcs its back and lets out a yelp of pain and then just turns and glares at you. <laughs> good dog. Good puppy. Good, good puppy. Yeah. Uh, with that, we're going to go to the, Top of the round with uh, the wolf. Oh, actually, I, actually, so that was just a bonus action for oh, me. Oh, I, I'm sorry, that was a bonus action. I'll let you go and attack. What the hell? <laughs> I appreciate it. So, okay, so in the area around me, basically, so they've all turned from their cohorts. Is that what it is? Yeah, and they're facing me. The wolf and the cat are closest to you right now, though, within melee striking distance. The bird is still about ten feet from you. Okay, and the bird is fighting with uh, pocket. Pocket. Yes. All right. Um. I, I'm actually going to move towards the bird. Uh, since they're all focused, they're going to come towards me eventually. Anyways, I might as well just move towards the person. Well, they're, within, they're within now about five feet of you within melee range. Oh, that's then perfect. Then I'll still move towards the, the bird to top them out. And then I'm going to do just a regular um, big old swing with my hammer. I will say one thing mm-hmm. real quick. You're going to have to move away from them. 
to go towards the bird. Oh, for the uh, the attacks of opportunity. So, yeah, fair play. They got all attacks opportunity. If you leave, which you're now in melee range, and they're very intent on having a chat with you. Gotcha. Okay, well, then I will change my opinion, and I, I will attack the wolf then. Okay, sounds good. All right, so I got a 17. All right, that hits. All right, now let's pull out these fancy die. Right. And uh, AJ, just so you know, I have I am keeping track of the booming blade. That's uh that's a repeat one, isn't it? That was the one where if they move afterwards, they're going to immediately take one d eight thunder damage. Oh, that's right. Hell yeah! Thanks, Benji. Oh no. Okay, so I rolled a six plus seven, so thirteen damage. Thirteen damage. All right. All right. So it just strikes, and you see. So you're this is your hammer, right? Yes. Okay, so you go full in for a swing, and it catches it right underneath the chin. You see that chin just with a crack. It snaps back up, and you're just seeing it looks dazed at the moment. Uh, all right, so that's on. So that's locked. It's your turn. So now going up to the top around the wolf. The wolf kind of looks at you. The head tilts back down. It's now very, like labor breathing, looking at you. It's blood's coming off of its maw and it takes a step towards you and then you almost hear like a clap of thunder as aj go ahead and roll me one d8 and tell me what you get what please what please hold on seven seven as soon as it moves there's this clap of thunder and it just it shakes and it just goes like stock still shaking for a moment and falls to all four. So it's on its hands and knees right now. That's what's happening now. And then as this occurs, it starts to shift to a rather large wolf. An abnormally large, almost like the size of a dire wolf. And it turns slowly and looks with hate at Finn. What? Oh, no, that makes sense. All right, that is on its turn. Finn, it's your turn. It is? You now have, yeah, because you were up, yeah, it was, it was first the wolf, then you. You're at 18. Oh, sorry, no, I'm, I apologize. Pocket. I'm so used to you going fast all the time. Pocket, it's your turn. Uh, hey, I'm, so, I'm confused, but it's okay. So fast. So um, He's wee and fast. Okay, um... I am going to hit the bird in front of me with the shillelagh again. Okay, go ahead. Um, ooh, uh, <laughs> does a 23 possibly hit? Uh, yeah, maybe. What the heck? Okay. Uh, damage. Seven. Seven points. Okay. And then I'm going to, I got to make sure that it's, Within eye range because and not touch range. Yep. I look at Finn and I use one of my energy pools for Balm of the Summer Court to heal him. Thank you. Um Finn, you can roll three D six. Ooh. Yay! Thanks, Pop. And you also gain one temporary HP. Oh my! You are too kind. I'm saying oh, sorry. Card. Sorry, you get 
three HP because I literally just used all my bomb without realizing it because I said I was rolling. You were rolling all three to six. It's cool. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so whatever you want, you get it's it's overkill. I will allow you to. Okay, I'm a kind of benevolent. I will allow you to uh, do that. Okay, so I, if I you wish out of the three d sixes, I got nine in total. So if perfect. I take off nine, that puts me back to perfect health. Yep, and then you get nice. three temporary HP. So you're actually three temporary hit points right now. So I'm plus. So you take from those. Yeah. So you're going to take from those before you take from your regular hit points. So hell yeah. Pocket, we are going on vacation when we're done with this. I'm taking you to the <laughs> city. I'm showing you some sights. And right now you just scared the druid. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's what happens. Great. That's on Pocket's turn. All right. So at, uh, let's see, at 16, Carl, you are up. All right. So the wolf is kind of a problem. I've noticed. What do you mean kind of well, problem? Well, you're all kind of problem. <laughs> But the wolf is far away from me, yes? The cat's right up in your face, yeah. so to speak. So I'm I'm sorry, Finn. Normally I would try to help you, but you know. No, you're fine. I cat. got it under control. Fine. It's fine. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to strike her. She's, she's super close to me, so I might as well use my dagger. Oh, you have your sword out already. Oh, so. yeah, true, I do. You're still with a melee range. You're okay, fine so that. I figured I'd assumed it was a long sword. I'm like, I don't know if it's close enough. All right, um, let's try to hit this cat with my long sword. 21. 21 is a definite hit. 21. All righty, let me get... There you are. All righty, and 1d8 plus 1 slashing. 6. Six points. All right. So it doesn't like that. It doesn't like it at all. Good. Uh, yeah, listen, a yowl of pain. And up next, let's see. So 16. Uh, Finn, you are up next at 14, sir. Okay, dokie. <clears throat> so um, how mad is he? Real man. Okay. Understood. Understood. Um, so I'm just, I'm going to poke him in the butt with my sword. Well, real his face is, you, his, he's facing you. So it's going to, that's going to be a nice trick. Nice trick. If you're going to go down his throat and poke his butt from the other side, maybe, but, uh, I'm so quick. I'm like lightning. You can't catch me. Okay. Well, but, uh, go ahead I know what? there's a lot of things I got to, I got planned for that. I'm, I'm a little unprepared. So I'm going to go ahead and hit him with a, a, another booming blade. All right. Go right ahead. So roll to hit. 16. 16 is a hit, sir. So I will mark that down for the next time he tries to move. And uh, roll damage, please. So I think for your rapier, that's 1d8 plus 4. Okay. That's what I want. Got it. Five. All right, five. So. All right. Uh, it hits. It still looks. It's bloodied, but it's still standing. Uh, let's see. Up next is the bird. The bird is the word, and the bird is going to take another swipe at. Well, it's actually it's going to it's looking at going after uh, Locke. So Locke, 
Good Lord have mercy. Well, uh, highest I got was a 14 out of those two. I don't think either one of those hit you, right? Nope. Locks armor is 19. Okay. So it definitely makes the sound of like a scraping against the armor, against that metal going down. But, you know, your, your armor saved, saved, saved you time and time again, as this time as well. Uh, up next, we go to, to, well, let's see. Everyone else is done. Locke, why don't you go and go? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just swing my hammer again. Um, I believe I was I was going up against the, the wolf. Uh, the wolf is, yeah, the wolf. It's you've noticed it's now turned into an actual like a large like a dire wolf at this time. Good. Then I won't feel as bad. I'm going <clears> to <throat> just hit it again with my hammer. Okay. Nat 20. Thank you, Justin. Oh, oh. damn. You. Holla, holla, the holla. All right. All right. Go ahead. and uh, Well, we're all making some serious damage. Yeah, so on top of it, since I'm a half-orc, I also get savage attacks. When I score a critical hit, roll one of the dice an additional time and add it to the extra damage. So here we Ooh, go. First one. <laughs> First one is six. Uh-huh. Four. And seven plus seven. So 24 damage. Holy. Mm. Well, with that, there's I a resounding crack. And... It you hit it right down the spine, and like I said, there's this cracking noise, and it just cries out in pain, and fall crumples to the ground. Not moving. Good puppy. <laughs> Good puppy. Locke will immediately turn his attention to the other two and ready himself. All right. So very good job. The wolf is taken care of. Uh, next up, we go to the top of the round with. The wolf. Well, not the wolf dies a lot. So next we go to Pocket. <laughs> uh, he, just, he just bleeds all over the place, really. Oh man, that was a great moment. Sorry, I'm taking a, I'm taking a breath in real life because I was I'm real glad that that was the first uh, natural twenty of the with those dice. So yeah, to crush a wolf to cr- to break its back. <laughs> um. Okay. Drew itself is going, no! Yeah, like, uh, that one looks like a real wolf now. Um, okay. Um, I'm just hey, gonna keep... wasn't that how, yo, you guys met? You were saved the wolf and Locke from each other? Yeah. Ironic, isn't it? Uh, yeah. The debt is repaid. <laughs> <laughs> a little too ironic, don't you think? Um, uh, all right, Lannis, go. All right, we're going to do Shillelagh again on the bird. Just keep at it. Keep whittling right. away. <laughs> Does a 23 also hit again? Yeah, it still hits. Okay. okay. And, uh, okay, it dealt five damage that time. All right, five damage. As you hit that bird, and it's just, you see the feathers fly off of it and it, you were able to Shlele just connect with the head and that beak just snaps to the right and you just see it once like give out this cry and beat its wings it's just it's trying to the, the wings on it's trying to beat it back and give me a strength check well Justin. I don't have a lot of those save or check a save save I'm sorry okay either way it's still zero but hey I rolled a 17. 
All right. You were able to just barely, all of a sudden there's this wind is buffeting you like this gale has come out of nowhere from its wings and the air is beating you back. You're able just to like hold on barely. You grab a hold of some roots or something like that. And it doesn't, you're not taking off with it, but you figure if you had not grabbed a hold of anything, you would be, you would be airborne at this point and flying. It's so strong. Even the rest of you, you feel this great wind coming up, but it's mainly meant for pocket. And as this happens, it dies down. You see the bird man turn into a raven again, very large raven, and falls to the ground. And I whisper, I'm sorry, friend. (laughs) It's okay. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No harm, no foul. Wait a minute. I'm hurting. Oh, God, the pain. (laughs) Sarai. Sarai. Yeah. So, uh, well, very well done. We go now to Carl. Carl and the cat. Carl that and story. the cat. Tale is oldest time. Carl. Carl and the cat. You know what? I've been doing good so far. Uh, let's go with my longsword again. All right. 16. 16 is a hit. Woo-hoo. Um... Four? Four points. All right. So you're able to strike it. It nicks it on the side. Still looks like it is keeping up with you. God damn it. All right. So uh, then we go to see that was Carl. Finn, you are up. So the only one that's left is the cat. That's correct. Uh, okay. Um, how far am I from the cat? You're probably about uh, between 10 to 15 feet away. I'm going to run over there. It has its back to you, by the way. I'm going to kick it. You're going to kick it? Going to. No. Um, oh, I'm going to hit it with. What's it? Toll the Dead. Okay. So that's your cantrip. Uh, you can see it. It needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, that's 1d8. All right. So you're able to hit it. You don't even have to roll for it. So I need to roll. All right. It's just a wisdom saving throw. About 13, if I remember correctly. So. Hey, uh, Justin. Yes. Could you send me the um, send me the company you bought the dice for Frank from? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Roll a goddamn modified six. <laughs> Oh man, this please don't let this happen with Dante when I start playing again. It's actually a 1d12 of Yeah, that's 1d12, so go ahead and roll it. Okay. Okay. Oh wait, there it is. <laughs> I'm blind. Nine. All right, nine points. So you're able to, you hear this loud toll of a bell and it just shakes with it almost like it was stock still. And then it just turns, looks at you all and lets out this huge roar. Everyone, I need you to make a will save, please. So your will save would be saving throws right underneath where your name is on the character sheet. Just looks for the wisdom. Roll a d20 and add what, if you have any plus to wisdom under saving throws. 
That's everybody. I rolled you. a 21. You're fine. Oh, I rolled a fucking one. Oh, you too? Oh, no. Ooh. So technically it'd be a three, but like, you know. All right. It's and a nat 14. one. 14. So for all of you feel this mounting fear almost overtake, well, almost overtakes uh, Locke. Pocket, you seem to be okay with it because you're familiar with a lot of the animals in the wild and things like this. It's not as bad for you, but for Carl and for Finn, it takes you by surprise. And there's just all of a sudden this need to run away, to get away from this awful creature that let out this noise. You all are feared. So pretty much... Y'all take off running on this one. I'll give you the I'll give you the background for fear, just so w- what it means. So right now you're frightened. You have a disadvantage in all ability checks and attacks while the while that cat is in your line of sight, and you can't move closer to the fear. I'm going to leave it up to you whether you want to back away from it, where you want to run as a character decision. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna back away. I don't feel like Carl would just take off running. But, you know, she's going to get the fuck out of there. Right. What about you, Finn? Um, I. Yeah, I'd probably just back away. All right. So you're not um, going you to. You can't get closer. And you, yeah, you're I would probably just shaking. be frozen where I am. Okay. So you're, you're pretty much frozen. Both of you are just shaking, trembling with this. And then you see the, the, the eyes light up and, and the cat as it turns into the size of a, like a dire cat, a, a panther. And literally just afterwards yawns and lays down and is still. Slowly, the fear that gripped you starts to reside and everything's quiet. I reach down to the bird in front of me and check for the talisman. Yeah, I'm going to walk over. You're able to find it on its chest. I'm sorry. I'm going to walk to the wolf and do the same thing. Okay, so you're able to find around its neck another similar, uh, there's a leather thong, and it's got uh, a totem of a wolf on it. So as you gentlemen take these from the neck, all of a sudden the animals that they were attached to start to fade, almost like they become shadow. And the shadow becomes less and less until there's nothing there except for the the talisman you hold in your hand. The only remaining one now is the cat. I can't go near it, right? Oh, no, because the fear is no, it's, 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 it, Eventually, you're like, okay, I think I can do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to take it from her. Okay. You go over and be able to find around the neck. And it's startling because you feel what you would expect to be warm fur is slowly cooling. And you're able to take finally the leather thong around there with the talisman on it. You find, and it's a, tal- a totem of a cat. Pulled away, and just like the others, it turns to shadow and eventually fades away to nothing. So this is weird, right? Like oh, absolutely, absolutely. We, Can we go oh, now? I mean, yeah, probably we probably should, but the, this is this is not normal. <clears throat> no, not usually, but it is normal in the hollow. Just saying. So, what do you all want to do? Well, we got the talismans, and that was what we were tasked with, so... Yeah, I mean, they, uh, 
we have to figure out how to get it back to them. Well, there was something they said before. Everyone give me an intelligence check. So just roll a d20 and add your intelligence modifier, if you would, please. 15 for Locke. 15. <laughs> um, I rolled a natural one plus three, four. Uh, what's my name again? Carl got a 13. <laughs> I got okay. a 23. All right. Well, Finn's the first one to kind of he snaps his fingers and goes, oh, wait. We're supposed to take it back to the old guy. In town, the apothecary. That's what the witches said. All right, hold on. Remember, um, we gotta go see that uh, that old fella, the um, the weird oh, one. Oh, the the, the, the crotchety one that no one really likes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that kind of gives off that weird vibe, you know. One eye's going that way. The other one's staring right at you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. What was the, the name apothecary? Again? Apo- ap- apothecary. That's a weird name, but I'll go for it. Yeah, it's weird. Let's, uh, Mr. Craven, if I recall. Yes. Apothecary Craven, same thing. Anyway. But uh, yeah, we need to bring these uh, these to him pronto. So the quickest route, as Carl would very easily point out, would be just to travel off. You're still just a little bit off the road here when all this happened. Uh, to take the road south back over the Felbury River, uh, over Lockerbie Bridge, and then back into town. So you all get back on your horses, and which, by the way, I had not mentioned this before. P- bad DM, but when when you appeared once again, your horses were there, and they did not spook. Oddly enough, that with all these animals, they did not spook or go away. So you're able to get them in short order, and you're able to start traveling back. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to do that. It's probably about you'd say oh, nearly one o'clock in the afternoon at this point. As you start passing some of the places you've seen before, you know, you'd already seen where you met the Etten, uh, where you met those odd red cap creatures. And then as you start to get past what was the hunting lodge that you passed, uh, that was still on this, the north side of the Felray River. Um, as you're going past there, because the road takes you very close to it, you notice there is no one outside this time. The fire that you saw, the chimney coming out from the chimney, there's no smoke coming out. That's gone and everyone give me a perception check if you would please 12 for lock 7 for pocket Jesus apparently uh, I only roll well during battle <laughs> I too uh, had a 7 10 10 alright so lock of all people you're the one to pick up on this oh great <laughs> so you're hearing from inside there and it's it's pretty quiet out here especially without, you know, the sounds of, you know, all that these hunters are out there before. You start hearing this clang, thum-thum, clang, clang, thunk, coming from what sounds like within the lodge itself. Huh. It's, you almost miss it, but you just start to pick it up. And then you hear something, well... How many of you would speak dwarf? Uh, I know Locke, you do, I believe. It doesn't pocket? No. Locke, I have... Locke does, because he speaks to uh, Lord Knack. Uh, I do not. It's just common elvish goblin and sight. Oh, is Locke the only one who speaks dwarvish? Yep. I have common druidic gnomish and orc. Some of you get an idea of what it might be. It's cursing. It's a... You're hearing a lot of cursing in Dwarven. 
So, so is it like that Christmas story gag with the dad shouting down in the basement? Just, you know, their curse words, but you have no idea what they mean. Yeah, basically. So the, even a fracking bing bottle bin and <laughs> and you're hearing all this going now. The rest of you don't necessarily know. It's, it's, you're picking up and you're like, you're hearing maybe this like clanging. You don't know where it's coming from, but you're hearing this from the lodge. <laughs> um, Locke slowly puts his hands over his ears and looks to you all and says, someone's very upset. <laughs> and you recognize the voice, Locke. Is it Blordnack? It sounds like Blordnack. No fucking way. L- Locke will immediately kick his horse into fifth gear and they have gears my horse does <laughs> okay cool I, I thought it was an automatic <laughs> it's a mustang oh, oh. oh wow it's better, better than better, better than and that's the end of the podcast bye everyone <laughs> uh yeah lock lock goes at high speed over to the the lodge and before the he he doesn't even put up the the parking brake on his horse. He just jumps off and immediately rushes towards the lodge. All right, so you go rushing in there. The rest of you follow. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, no, he's he, a little bit yeah. ahead of you because he just got the start. Goes, wait, did you hear something? And then there's this look in his face of recognition, and he just peeled off. Um, so you get, jump off the horse. You go and are you going to check? And you just go and grab a hold of the door, or you know, lock is. For he's a lot of things, but right now he is not cautious because he hears his his master, his friend, like the bond that these two individuals have. It would be he he doesn't even think he he immediately goes. Well, so you go to open the door, and there's you almost pulled off his hinges. It opens up. It looks like it might have been locked before, but you're just in the moments. So you know, just like boom, pull that open, and inside in an area that looks like it's there's large looks like a metal cage and it's now over on its side there's a lot of tables and chairs kind of broken around it and you're hearing the cursing of it looks like an emaciated blordnack and the first you almost don't recognize him at first because his beard and head has been shaved oh no which as you know for a dwarf is the highest insult. That's yeah. Um, yeah, take Mir's beer, but yeah, well, yeah, right. Locke immediately strides, and he's going to rip the the gate off of its hinges. That's kind of what his game plan is. All right, why don't you give me a strength check? So far, he's not even recognizing this you yet. He's just. Uh, I rolled a twelve, seventeen, seventeen. You go to bend this back. Your muscles start to ripple as you're pulling on this, and it's. This is a heavy reinforced cage. It's keeping Blordenak in it. Even in his weakened state, he's formidable. And for a moment, as you're doing this, he starts, you see him, see the dwarf turn and look up because he was like on his side. It looks like he had just knocked this down and looks up like he's pulling back a fist and starts calling this thing about a goat kisser, you think? If you remember <laughs> And he's got, what? Lakanada? Is that you, lad? Locke is sort of, he's quiet for a moment. And anybody who's like looking at him from behind would think he's straining to pull the uh, the bars off. But what he, what Blordnack can see is actually tears are streaming down Locke's face. 
He goes, oh, my boy, you found me. <sighs> Thank the order, you did. Yes, you gotta get me out of this thing. That bastard put me in here. If it's not, it wasn't for Sheila and the other. So much has happened. We'll find out soon enough. Uh, Finn, can you get this lock open, please? Uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right away. Yes, yes. I'm gonna run over and kind of like cautiously do the lock. A hunter named Sheila put me in. But as well as is that you start, you start to work in the lock. So do me a favor, if you would, sir. You're going to be um. It's a dexterity. Let's see. Yeah, a dexterity check, but for you, uh, add an extra two on top of that, if you would please. On so top of whatever your dex, uh, yeah, your dex, your dex modifier. Add two more to it, and then roll a d twenty and give me a total. Twenty four. All right, so you go right to work. You pick out your tools. For some people, this will be difficult. For you, it's child's play. Within moments, you're just you start hearing the tumblers click in this uh, lock, and you're easily able to get that off there. Record time. Cool. There you I, go. Just I immediately, yeah, I I, I nod to to Finn and immediately reach in to to help Lord Neck out. He starts to crawl out. It looks like he's bruised and battered. Uh, it looks like whoever had shaved it had done with a, almost like a rusty blade almost because it's, he's got a number of nicks around his scalp and his chin. They weren't too, they weren't too, uh, gentle about it. And he's a, one of them put me in here before, but the worst thing is boy, they're gone. Who? Sylvia, Tychus. They betrayed me, boy. Mem. Betrayed? No, they—they they must be mind controlled or something. These the, these woods aren't what you think. I know what they are, boy, and I know what that bastard was who put me in here is. The Calls hunter. Himself. Aye, the witch hunter. He's he's using he's using people their own thoughts against them. His words. We got to get back to the Glen Hollow. We have to warn them. Of, of, uh, can you stand? Are you are you injured? Do you need do you need do you need assistance? Anything? I'll crawl out of this place if I have to. They got the worst piss beer. I'm telling you. That's. But I figured you know, after everything. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, he just kind of chuckles. Says, all right, just help me up. I don't know what happened. I think one of the horses. Well, all of our horses. Well, I think they going to feed their dogs before. Just if uh, I can maybe get in the back of someone's horse. We need to get to town as soon as possible. I've got a pony. It's great, lad. I'll take what you got. And uh, after a while, you're, uh, while this is going on, he's getting... The uh, Blordenak is getting up and a little bit shaking the legs. Does anyone want to do anything while they're in the launch? Um, I walk over to Blordenak and um, I cast Cure Wounds on him. It's 1d8 plus 3. You go ahead and roll the, the uh, healing on that for me, if you would, please. For sure. Four! He got four, four life back. Well, you start to see those nicks and cuts and some of the bruises start to fade. Even see he may have a little stubble in his shin. Uh, yeah, it works that way for dwarves. I don't, yeah. 
Okay, so for four point four points of healing, you start seeing Lord Nax like the the cuts from the sh- bad shave job and some of the bruises go away. You even see a little bit of stubble on the end of his chin start to grow out, and he seems to be a little bit more sure of his, uh, of his footing. And uh, nods uh, in thanks to you, Pocket. Do what I can. You seem to be a very good friend of Locke, and he's been a very good friend to me. So, ah, that's right. He's a good boy. I'm. I'm. My apologies, Lord Naka. These are my companions. They help me. Help me find you. We have Carl and Pocket and Finn. They've been instrumental in securing your escape. I'm just sorry that we couldn't get here sooner. You got here when you could, lad. Remember. The Haven Guard do what they can. Simple as that. But right now, what he can do... Well, let me see if I can find some of my belongings. Um, there's a, a suit of plate mail and a very large hammer around. If uh, y'all could take a look and see if you can find it, perhaps I, I, I'd be indebted to you. All right. Um, Locke will go ahead and start searching. So uh, anyone else want to help out with that? I'll help out. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, all right, so everyone, if you would, that is doing so, give me an investigation check and uh, tell me what uh, scores you get. <laughs> I got a 22. Let's see. Okay, well, Pocket found it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did you get, Carl? I got a 17. Okay. Well, Pocket finds it a little before you do, and you start, to, uh, well, you find, uh, Carl, you find the armor. And the uh, hammer, and it looks like one of the uh, one of the hunters uh, underneath the bed, and it looks like it was covered up in a blanket. Pocket, you don't find that, but what you do find over at this little, like old ramshackle desk is a leather tome, or at least it looks like at first it was leather. Upon further examination, it's human skin. Hmm. Does this look like the notebook that um, that Mordecai was writing in? No, it does not. Um, I'd like to get, take a closer look at it. All right, you start flipping through it, and it's a uh, it's a flowing script written out, and it's you start thumbing through it, and it appears to be Wilhelm's journal. Interesting. As you're looking through it, it's going back talking about years, many years, decades, in in fact, of his struggle against the hollow. Hmm. You're kind of just like thumbing through this very quickly. But you look at some of the last entries and said, it all comes down. The stars align again, just like they did decades ago. 30 years I've waited for this. So now I have an army behind me. Those fools think they worship the All Father when it truly is the blight. I will use this against them. If I cannot purge the hollow by fire, I will purge it by plague. I very- All I need now is the sacrifice. Oh, shit. Um, I, I turn very quickly and show the the others what I find. Read them verbatim what you just said. What I just said. All right. So he 
Pocket reads that out to the rest of you as uh, as so, like Locke, you're probably helping Blordnack on with the plate mail and uh, people are looking around. Carl was able to find it pretty quickly, but then Pocket reveals this new development. Well, that's suspicious. Oh, it goes further. You find out Pocket. It seems like for months now, even years, he's been working with as part of one of the main missionaries in some areas of the Church of the All-Father. And there now is firmly entrenched in Stormhaven, in the Haven Guard itself, there are members of the Blighted. Oh, no. There are people within the Hollow who thought they were following the All-Father and turned out to become the Blighted. In Riverhold, the River Jacks itself, there is a contingent of the Blighted. So, bitch. And he says, "There's one notation. It's like one of the last things before he goes into the, de- you know, goes into talking about this night coming up when the stars align. It mentions one thing. It said, better than any contagion, the word of those who wish to believe is stronger than any power. This power is now mine, and so much more." Oh boy! I'm- well, fuck. That's this not good, a, right, Carl? It's a big conspiracy. No, it's... It's bad, bad, not good. Whew, this is a lot. Yeah, bad, bad, not good, good. So it details out in there, which you've seen before, that like someone talks about the Waylands, those who weren't stricken down by the riches. Oh, the witches he was able to bring into the fold. Now they are the blighted. He's talking about other people who had gone missing in town, or actually some of them were killed, but some of them were following the blight. The hunters that he's been working with this hunting lodge were the first to be turned in the area. Even, he says, perhaps even the witch's children can be seen the light, can, can see the light. Well, shit, what do we do? We, we gotta get, uh, kill that motherfucker with the big hat. Fair. <laughs> I'm right behind you. Oh, not, not, not you, sir. Not, not you. There's what? another I one. What? I don't have a big hat. I don't even wear a hat. Where? I could use one now. My head's bald. <laughs> Lord Neck, are you are you sure that you're you're able? Let's get back to town first. Then, but you just if you want, I can go myself, and you can take them on. So what? What were you doing in the hollow anyway? Well, I I was here to find you. All right, well, that's done. (laughs) Um, Well, unfortunately, to do that, we've found ourselves with commitments that need to be seen through. Oh, boy. Don't tell them you made packs with anything. I did what I had to do. He stares at you for a long moment and nods and goes, Boy, you're more Haven Guard than you think. (laughs) So, what's next? We made an agreement with the three that run these woods. We collected their totems as we've been tasked to do, but now we must return to town and give them to an alchemist that resides within the walls. Hopefully Uh, next... Right, that crotchety old fucker I saw before in town. (laughs) Yes, he... He should be able to help us here. No. As long as he hasn't been turned as well. 
I don't think you'll have to worry about that, lad. Been seeing people before, that, well, even through this cage, all the hunters and everything, and a bunch of people, mainly those, uh, uh, the Wayland family and some of the folks from the orchard coming through here. And they all were going towards one area in the hollow. It's called the heart of the hollow. If anything is going to be happening soon, it's going to be there. Well, then that's where we should go. All right. I agree. We, I we need to head personally out. don't want to, but I will. How much time do we have? To, are they, did, did you hear anything, Blodenak? Uh, something about this evening and doing something is a, um, what did he say? What, what did that, what did that big hat, what ambassador say? Uh, no, it wasn't him. It was a short fellow in the, uh, with the, with the scratches on his face. He was trying to get everyone that said, remember, we have to be there at midnight for the burning. Well, well, that, that, that is good because we can, we can rest up. And heal ourselves and ready to take them on. Do you know the way to the center of the hollow? Uh, well, I didn't know myself, no. I never got that far, unfortunately. Seemed uh, we met up here at the Hunter's Lodge before we were going into the, to the hollow itself. Mm. When those two bastards of mine I, in my charge turned on me and sided with the witch hunter and his lot. Because it sounds like they've been doing that before we even left Stormhaven. Um, Locke Lock will put a hand up and he'll say, we won't make it to midnight. I made an agreement with the general that when night falls, that we would meet him in single combat. I, I think that that might have been Nolan Void when we agreed to help the witches. Is that true? <laughs> that's that's a that's. I don't remember if that was confirmed. Would, yeah, we, we can't really uh, just assume something like that. Um. Yeah. So Locke's not sure because that wasn't confirmed by any of the witches as well. So he's not sure if that's actually going to take place or not. Um, Remains to be seen, isn't yeah, it? So Locke will be quiet for a moment, <clears throat> and then he'll he'll nod and he'll say. If this is to continue, and if we are still held by the agreement that I made with the general, I will face him alone while you complete the mission. Um, I don't remember an agreement to anything with these witches, lad. If you're going to face someone, I'll face him as well. Uh, Locke will look at Blordnack and nod. They're, the bond between the two of them is something that you know, that Locke takes very seriously. And, you know, he see, he sees Blordnack basically as his father and his friend. So he, it's very much appreciated. So, um, first thing is to, uh, so it looks like this point is to get back to Glen Hollow itself and talk to this apothecary. Agreed. I said, I said, we make, we make haste to Glen Hollow when we figure out our next step. Right. Sounds good to me. Uh, allow me to get the backside of that pony there to hang on. And, uh, oh, don't worry. You can use the full pony. 
and I wild shape into a wolf. <laughs> That's bloody amazing. They oh, all have <laughs> they all have skills that have proven extremely useful. Ah, uh, lad, you're doing well. You're surrounding yourself with good people. I always knew you would. So, uh, and uh, Colore, is it? Thank you very much for finding me, Armor. And Beatrice here, and he holds up the hammer. We haven't been separated for long. <laughs> well, I'm glad you found her. You, in Wolf, I think to myself, I think he's going to fuck his hammer. <laughs> hey. Never come between a dwarf and his hammer. Or his, or his ale. Would you say that he's about to nail it? Stop! Oh, <laughs> it. So I was going to say he was going to pound it. And when I say hammer, I, I mean really the hammer, guys. Okay? I hate it here. And by hammer, I mean my penis. <laughs> no, ah, Dr. Horrible. Horrible. I hate it. Yeah. Would you say maybe it's hammer to... time? Oh, <laughs> stop hammer. Don't hurt Enough. him. All right. On that note, in far too many puns, we're going to fast forward. You're all able to get back over the uh, the old uh, Lockerbie Bridge on the Felbury River into Glen Hollow proper. Um, there's a little bit of conversation like, well, where should we go? Should we go to that his shop? And well, no, with everything going on is probably at the end. So you make your way to the end. Uh, once again, it looks like a lot of the, uh, even more of the houses seem to be abandoned or boarded up, uh, some of the businesses as well. And you finally make it back to the end of the last rest, uh, with the barricade in front and the Biddle brothers opening up for you right away, way seeing you coming. Uh, you're able to stable your horses quite quickly and able to, uh, and within short measure are able to get inside the inn where you see, once again, a number of the townsfolk are there. Not as many as the night before, but there's enough there. Uh, including, there is, in the corner, is uh, the apothecary, the older gentleman that you saw before. We have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> Just kidding. Just so, uh, if you guys go up, he kind of looks at you all. I toss, I toss my totem at his, uh, um, at him. He catches it pretty nimbly, actually, and looks at it and goes, he looks up and says, ah, haven't seen this for a very long time. He looks up right at pocket. Well, more or less not look up. He's sitting down. So about looking level Yes. so it's begun again. That's uh, 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 yes. Shakes his head. Very well. Did uh, did you happen to get the others? Only one of them's not going to do the trick. I look at the other two. I'm gonna go ahead and just show him mine. That's very pretty. If you don't give it to me, I can't do a damn thing with it. What are you gonna do with it? Save the world. Hand it over, Finn. Jesus. <laughs> no. I am going to ensorcel it to let me guess. You found my old employer has uh He ain't exactly well, what he seemed the first time we met him. Indeed. He's a zealot. He's a fanatic. He just wants the good of he wants 
the overall good to triumph and the sinners to repent or be burned. You used to work for Wilhelm? Thirty years ago. Looks like he hasn't aged a day. So I've You, heard. on the other hand. I've aged quite a few of them. Age and guilt go hand in hand, my friend. Understandable. We all have sins. Some of us have sins from the past that still haunt them. But I plan to atone for mine, unlike him. Did you, uh... Have you, uh, you said you spoke to him, you saw him. Is he still, uh, the self-righteous bastard he always was? I mean, you could say that. He didn't give me the time of day. But his new lackey... He was funny. <laughs> he just stops and looks directly at you. What did he look like? Well, a little bit like you, actually, but he had a three scars across his face. You just see him, for the first time, you just see him rattled. And, like, his face goes gray. I said something wrong. Did he give a name? Um, his name is Mordecai. That bastard took my boy in my place. I believe we stumbled upon a family matter. I'd rather not choose sides. Step away. Well, so where's the other totem? There's the third here. Which one of you has it? There's the cat totem. I, uh, I think I, uh, I got it. So he has the totem and looks at all three of them. Very well. If I remember correctly, it has been three decades to the night when this happened before. What left me damn near crippled and should have had Wilhelm dead in a grave. I don't know what the powers of good he's called on. He kind of rolls his eyes at that comment. That's kept him alive, but this stops now. I pull out the journal and say, you're going to need to read this. He looks at it kind of with a little bit of disgust and like, is that skin? Yes. I'm binding on it's going to go to rot in a few years. He takes it and starts flipping through it. Oh, this is whip. And uh, Eldon, who's the older gentleman, is always around him. Usually they're friends. And uh, what is it? Uh, Mordecai? The, um, the, you look pale, my friend. Cards <sighs> above and below. Eldon, it's not the All-Father you've been worshipping. It's the Blight. And you hear several people, like, like gasp or someone's in the room. All eyes are now turned to you. All. And he just slams the book down. He's going, I need to get to work. Said, I'll have it. 
it's going to take me time. But you all get some rest this evening before midnight. I need to revisit an old place. We all do. Well, whoever was going out there, it's called the Heart of a Hollow. I can draw you a map how to get to there, and I'll meet you there once this is complete. It'll take me quite a bit of time to prepare the talismans. But they should counteract anything that Wilhelm comes up with. I think, Lysandria, he calls out, and she's already pretty much behind me. Yes, God, don't do that, woman. I'm too old for this. Hands her the book. Do with it what you will, constable. I need to get my house in order. And he grabs a hold of his ornate cane again, struggles to get to his feet, and hobbles off. He looks back right before he leaves the door. So get some rest. You're all going to need it. We're all probably going to die tonight. Oh, uh, we've been known that. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've had an idea. He doesn't he's already left. He's moving ahead, doesn't say another word. Lysandria is taking a look at this and she looks up at you, Carl. Is this insanity true? And Carl kind of sighs and, and kind of looks down. And she says, I'm I'm afraid it is. I, I wish I could tell you something different, something more pleasant, but that's just not the situation we find ourselves in today. She's reading through it. So the Waylands, the Hibs, people from Riverhold, from Stormhaven. I know. I know. She looks at one of the Biddle brothers. Uh, Thomas, go to old man Craven's place. Get that map from him. Bring it back. I want every able-bodied person in this village to gather up arms because these people are not going alone there tonight. She slams down the book, nods at all of you. I have my people to prepare. We are not going down without a fight. And she storms off. Then let us prepare as well. All right. So whatever you want to do, prayer, you know, studying, sleep, you know, you can catch some sleep. Uh, make peace with make your peace God. with your God anyway. or gods or <laughs> goddesses. So uh, I'm going to just say that unless there's anything that you all want to work on, uh, there's anything you want to do. Blordenak is actually looks like he's talking to some of the people, and he's looks over at you, Lockenar, and says. Lad, I'm going to help prepare these people. As I said before, I'm going there with you. Looks like we got a few more to take along with us now. I figure any extra extra sword we get is going to be a benefit. Because I know how many people he's got. All right. Then I'll rest and prepare and get my strength back for the upcoming fight. He uh, clasped you on the arm. I'm proud of you, boy. <clears throat> Lock, um sort of looks a little taken aback and and nods and he says that's all I've hoped for. He just smiles and says I thank the maker that you weren't following the same path as those others. Looks at Blordnack in the eye and says you need only thank yourself. I've been following nothing but your teachings. Everything you've taught me has helped me survive and get to this moment. And 
I just want you to know that you've been a great teacher and you've, well, hopefully there's more I can learn. You can button that, lad. He kind of just sniffles a little bit. Ah, damn, if I, allergies again. I need another ale. Uh, so uh, he he goes stomping off and just kind of looks back and winks at you and, and chuckles and goes towards the bar uh, before grabbing a mug off that someone else had ordered and heading back out to meet up with the constable. So unless there's anything else that anyone wants to talk about or do, uh, I'm going to go to work, basically say the night or the day passes. And by the time you wake up, it's probably about uh, between nine and 10 at night. You all have rested. You've been able to, so any of your abilities, any of your, you've been able to heal, heal all your hit points, all your abilities are back. You're well rested. And when you all awake, it's kind of a little bit disturbing because you're a little unsettling because you know it's now night and you're hearing a lot of commotion. You're seeing uh, out from the windows where you are, there's a lot of torchlight. And it sounds like people are, when you look out, you see Lysandria and Blordenak are rallying together every able-bodied person that can carry a weapon in Glen Hollow. And, um, yeah, that's where you all, that's what you all see when you wake up. And it's around 10. Lachanar, something didn't happen. No mist? No fog? There was no mist. There was no fog. Um, Locke doesn't let it show, but he <laughs> is extraordinarily relieved. Good. Uh, yeah, hey, it's just a fight with an undead general that had a river <laughs> named after him. <laughs> yeah, no, no big deal. Yeah. So what do you all want to do? Um, Locke is going, he's getting ready. He, he's ready to, to roll out to head to that center. Um, and he, he kind of waits down the stairs from everybody from where, you know, they all congregated that morning uh, prior. So he waits for them all to show up sort of like to give a, I don't know, a, a speech, I guess. Well, they, most of the people are, except for maybe just a couple of like the younger folk that uh some of the kids and some of the like uh eldon the older gentleman who really wouldn't be able to make the tr uh, the trip uh are in the inn itself everyone else is out in the courtyard of the inn so as you go out there you see a number of heads turn to look at you expectantly it seems in a matter of time you have become the heroes of glen hollow and now all eyes look to you for for direction <laughs>